Let's rip the Band-Aid off, as they would say. All right, welcome to the Details Podcast. It is Thursday uh, here, and um, whew, uh, what do I say? Like, I, you know, we had the draft last week, and, you know, I think we'll re- kind of recap just the overall takeaways towards the end of it. But, you know, it is the beginning of free agency in, in a couple hours here, um, you know, but because of the, the, the day and age that we live in, everything starts to come out uh, at the beginning of the week, uh, but teams can officially, you know, start to talk to teams as of tonight and start signing stuff. Um, but dominoes have really started to fall. I know there's a trade that happened that I'm sure you're very, very excited about because it's uh, about a team that um, you're very curious about as well. But um, I get, I, I, you know what, I, I'll leave it to you, James. Where do you want to start with all this? Do you want to talk about some of the impending free agents? Do you want to talk about this trade? Do you want to talk about Kyrie opting in? There's so many ways we can go with this thing. Let's start with the draft because I think we kind of did a little. Okay, okay, I was gonna because we did we we did kind of like shun the draft a bit too much this year, and I think it did deserve a little bit more uh, credit. And 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 really, honestly, kind of drops off after four anyway. So, first first takeaways on the draft. Did how surprised were you at one two three? Uh, I mean, I, the, the, the one was the most surprising thing, right? I, and now I have to like go back in my, in my archives, in my head and think about general reaction. Uh, but I remember once the report started, I mean, like the day started out where it was like, Woj tweet, like everyone in their mother's mad at, uh, Woj, right. If you bet and you, 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 you <laughs> pick your three after Woj had kind of solidified, um, the order of Smith Chet, and then, you know, Paolo at three, um, you felt pretty good about that. And I think we even talked about the draft release starts at four, um, but then, you know, as we got closer to the afternoon, um, you know, word really started to get out that Paolo was going to be the number one. And that was the decision that Orlando was going to make. And then it was just a matter of deciphering and trying to figure out whether, you know, they're just trying to get leverage. They were trying to get, you know, something out of Houston to for them to move up and take their their number one spot because, um, you know, it seemed like everyone knew that Chet was going to go number two and Chet made it pretty clear at that point because, you know, he didn't even really entertain conversations with some of those other teams and even Paolo. Um, he didn't even he didn't even work out for the Rockets. I mean, for the Magic. Sorry. The, all all we know about is a, is a telephone call that they had or a Zoom call that they had, and that was the extent of sort of um, gauging interest. So um, it seemed like Paolo was pretty hell bent on on being side by side with Jalen Green over in Houston, and yeah, the rest is sort of history. Yeah, I think like honestly, I wasn't as shocked as you would think. Like I, the the more you thought about Jabari Smith, the more you thought about Chet. Right. It's so funny how the the narratives change like at the very very beginning right you have two sure things there's, there's no questions and, and we're all good like we're 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 both gonna walk to two all nba teams probably an, an mvp talk maybe who knows but then you really look at their games and you're like man damn that's not a sure thing like mm-hmm. I, this is you know jabari is super athletic he's super tall it's a lot of upside there there's, there's a high ceiling you can say the same thing for chet but at the same time there's glaring weaknesses in all three of them right because they're young and and and, and they make mistakes. I, I, I have a fun hot take here. I think Orlando's a league pass team. I think this is going to be instantly impactful. I think they're going to be sneaky, sneaky good in this East next year. I think like we might see them in a play in this Paulo guy, man, like the stats that made me a believer came from when Rosillo was really pitching the idea that he had like the fourth most looks in the offensive scheme and still produced at the highest level. And then when you actually watch him play, you're like, yeah, like this guy just, you can run it through him. You can run it off of him. If he's having an off night, he knows how to still stay active. Like this is all the makings of what a superstar should be in today's NBA. And think about how competitive, like the the competitive advantage, if your best player is that four spot, right? Like 
think about thinking about like what LeBron is like. It sucks if LeBron can't guard their best guard, but mm-hmm. usually he can. So if you get a guy like Paulo that can like still move and like still like be, be manageable in every situation and not be played off the court in any way. And then also when it goes small, he's the biggest dude just run and show like a Jokic. Like this going this way with the NBA. I love this pick. I love the zag by Orlando. If it was a zag, like who, like honestly, who who actually knows in those like closed doors what the the real sayings were? But I I love the pick. I think man, him and Wagner are gonna work together. I think in today's NBA, there's a ton of ball to go around. There's a ton of shots to go around. Cole Anthony's fun. Suggs can still learn. Like. This is this is a fun team, dude. The Orlando Magic are a fun team. Yeah, I mean, two points to make there. I think I wasn't so surprised that he. I I was more surprised based on the information that was coming out and how it seemed like all these spots were sort of locked and all these teams had kind of narrowed in. And you know, Woj is a pretty reliable guy, right? Woj doesn't usually get it wrong. So the fact I think that's what was most surprising is when I got the notification because I was driving at the time and I saw because I, I was like, I'm gonna miss the first three picks. That's fine. Like I know already. Like, that, that's that, that's another part of it. Like I was on the road. I was like, oh, I'm gonna miss yeah. the first three picks. That's fine. I'll be home in time for at least four and five. Right. And so when I saw that notification notification come out that it was Paulo, I was I like I had to jump on a call with someone like what's going on is this a lie like what is my my phone like somebody get on my phone like what's so this is the funny part everyone's initial reaction was oh watch like they're gonna trade they're they're holding Paulo ransom because they know they're gonna be able to get Jabari it's like what a like no that's that's like the more that time went on you're like no that kind of sounds stupid that doesn't sound like that's actually gonna happen either so it's so funny though everyone's instant reaction was Whoa, 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 okay. So there's, there's obviously more to this. Like every every right. time you see an NBA news thing, right? You're like, okay, but what else is there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everyone was still kind of holding their breath that um he would eventually be moved. But the fa- the fact that they like, I'm not surprised that they took him. If that right. if that makes sense, like I'm I'm surprised in the in the in the fact that like we were led to believe that this is what was going to be, but it actually what wasn't the case. And like you look at Paolo, like you talked about, you talked about his abilities and some of the numbers, and they really do stand out, right? The guy's a, a bucket getter, and he's also a playmaker as well, and and he's a big guy at that as well. And that's kind of where you know the NBA is moving towards, right? Sort of these big wings um that are versatile and so it doesn't surprise you and i you know there's already clips coming out of him and um cole anthony shooting mm-hmm. around and both guys are bucket getters and it makes a lot of sense and, and in terms of sort of the young team power rankings yeah the magic stuff i don't i don't i don't know if i'm ready to call them a league pass team because yeah. it'll really depend on how you. quickly paulo is able to adjust to the nba game uh you know this could be another sug situation where you know everyone's pretty high on sugs and you know it's a matter of kind of just getting some reps I- under him for him I honestly think though these guys that aren't like the number one guy on the squad, the the like the end all be all like I get every possession dude. When they go to the NBA and they have freedom and like a, usually like stuffs run for them and stuff, then like then you actually kind of find that they just end up being flourishing. Like it's almost like he's an NBA player already in a college game, like just trying to make it work until he gets to the NBA almost in a way. Right. No, I agree with you, but that also will come down to coaching and stuff like that. 100%. Right. Can, can, yeah. can, can you trust, can you trust that Orlando is going to get the best out of him or is he that good that he'll bring out the best That's why in all these players? Right. So I can't it, not it, laugh when I'm trying to say Orlando is going to be fun. Like, cause it's like, what, like, why, but, would, why would Orlando be fun? But I think the biggest takeaway from this draft was there's so many teams that I want to watch on day Houston. one, right? There there's Houston, there's the Pacers, there's the, the OKC Thunder, there's the Detroit pistons like i'm so all, can i I'm zag on the thunder? all these teams yeah can i ahead. zag on the thunder i i would like to know what the hell we're doing i I, just, I, I i completely agree with you like if i'm if i'm if i'm the janitor in the okc building you know 
and they got like the the debrief Monday after the draft, I would just put my hand up in the back and I'd be like, boys, I don't know what is happening. Like, I, yeah, what is happening? What are we doing here? Are we just getting the weirdest stuff that hopefully potentially might hit? And then, huh? Like, yeah. At some point, I'm 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 very soon. I'm gonna quickly ju- jump off this whole like Sam Presti's good at his job. I just think yeah. he just he's just making wild moves. Like he's getting he's he's acquiring young talent. He knows he can't probably give out super maxes like every other team. So that's what he's doing. Like I, I don't think it's good though. It's just like what he's doing. Yeah, I, I I agree with you because it's like you have a budding star in in shy, right? And you don't want to waste his young years. At what point does he get fed up? Then you hear, you know, yesterday Lou Dort is going to opt out, but they're going to sign him to a bigger contract. So like they're invested in these two uh, to kind of be their guys. But it's also like, yeah, you keep you know you know you keep stockpiling on draft picks and you keep taking younger guys. And like, is is was the is the overall bigger picture? Was he was he always after Victor Wembanyama, who's going to be right. you know the generational player coming out of the draft? clearly someone that the Spurs are going to be trying to go after as well uh you know which is ironic given you know it's the Spurs and and Sam Presti as well um but what what I guess I guess like what where does this all end right and yeah you know absolutely. we saw we saw it with um uh um who was trust the process Philly um oh my goodness the guy oh my the GM that brought uh Ben Simmons and beat all them together he he did the same thing um the player Elton Brand, not Elton Brand, oh. even before him. Anyways, it'll come to me. I'll Google it right after this. But, um, you know, it was the Should've same idea. Brand. He, you know, he stockpiled and he got all these guys. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to see the fruits of, of what he put together. And like, you don't want that to see Sam Presti. Like, is he building up his resume to the point that he wants another bigger job? And then will he be out eventually? And like, just, will they be stuck with all these young guys? It's, it, it is very, very confusing. Like- what makes you a good GM is the ability to stay ready for the future and also be good now. So like, if you're just staying ready for the future, you're just doing one half of your job. Why does that, why are we praising him to the nth degree? That's what I don't understand. Sam Hinkie. That's who it was. Sam, Sam Hinkie. Yeah. So Sam Hinkie. So but, it's, it, it is odd, but I, you know what I, it's, you know, I, I agree with you. Like you, you want to zag on it cause you have no idea what's going on, but like, if, what, but if they do put Shy Lou, uh, you know, uh, Popu yeah, but you're Popu not... and Chet on the floor, I'm curious. You sure we're curious, but look, Chet. But I'm, it's not a set. That's not, they're not even fighting for a playing game. I'll That's what I mean. And there. then yeah. we're, we're always talking about like two-way guys and stuff and how important this is. It's like, so, okay, so now you have Chet and Giddy. It's like, great. You're going to play those guys together for 48 oh minutes? I'm going to about Giddy too, yes. <laughs> like, you're not going to, but you're, you're not going to be able to play Giddy and Chet the same, on the same defensive floor for 48 minutes. So now they got to split time or like, like, so what do we do? Like. Yeah. What is this? What is this? What is yeah. this? Yeah, I, I, I'm very curious. I'm intrigued. You know, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they're sort of movers um, during this offseason, uh, you know, going into free agency as well. But um, I, I guess, you know, after four, I mean, what was your general takeaway from the draft? No, I, I, I think. I mean, it, I mean, should was... we talk about four? Like the Kings did, you know, what the Kings do? <laughs> yeah, look, like I think, I think, man. Honestly, it worked out in a couple good ways for us as fans. I think there's a legitimate shot that Murray kid could fit in a really nice role for them and help them. You like, mean you mean Shaden Sharp? Uh, no, Keegan Murray. Oh, Keegan Murray. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sh- oh, sorry, Shaden Sharp. Not Shaden Sharp. My bad. Yeah, you're um, right. Keegan Murray. Right, right. There's just a, there's just a solid chance that he's like a good fit and actually like isn't useless, which would be great because then it, we probably just won't talk about it. But the more fun part of it, and it didn't make sense for them to take it. I get it. Okay, I didn't didn't make sense for Sacramento to take Jaden Ivy. I think you and I would have landed somewhere on trading that thing over doing that, getting Keegan Murray right. Like I 
in my opinion, I, I would have traded for no you. I don't know, man. Jay Ivey something, but we, I, we talked but about with, this on the if, preview. If you're going to keep Aaron Fox, like I get the right, whole point right, of, like, right, 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 right. You know right, what right. I mean? So like, then I would say like trade four back off. So getting Keegan Murray, hopefully he's good enough. So that shuts up. But the best part about this man is now Detroit has an absolute dynamic duo. And like, that is going to be so fun, dude. Like that is now honestly a sneaky league pass team too. I would say them Houston. I agree. And um, Orlando for me, like I'm going to be keeping an eye on hard because they just seem like a such fun rosters now. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more, you know, between those two. And then you have, you know, Sadiq Bay out there as well. And you just, you have a very fun Man. and young hungry team. Like they're definitely, they're going to be a team to kind of, you know, watch on a nightly basis. And my last point on the, my last like on the draft and we can move on, but like you, uh, you, you definitely touched on it earlier. Pacers. Pacers, mm. are, Pacers are brewing something over there. They're, yeah. they're It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. It's going to yeah, be nice. They're calling them the, uh, the Canadian Pacers over there with all the, <laughs> the, you know, the Canadians that they're stockpiling there, but now, yeah, they have a decision to make with Brogdon you imagine that yep. Brogdon's not going to stick around even because they, they took Andrew neighbor, another Canadian with their second pick as well. Um, but yeah, I love what they're doing over there it, and, um, I'm excited to see, um, a lot of trades on, on a basketball game. A, a lot, lot of, of trades. trades. I mean, I mean, let's go there, right? Dejounte Murray, a, a guy that is both of our guilty pleasures, um, oh. a guy that took me to the promised land in my fantasy league last year, and it was a pleasant surprise. Um, gets traded to the Atlanta Hawks uh, for Danila Galnari. Sorry, uh, three future first round picks and, fu- uh, and a future first round pick swap. Um, the Spurs will get the 2023 first round picks via the Charlotte Hornets, an unprotected 2025 2027 first round pick uh, via the Hawks, and pick swap with the Spurs and the Hawks that will be in 2026. Um, Initial takeaways is, you know, clearly the Spurs made decision that, you know, they're building towards a rebuild and uh, they're going to, uh, what did uh, I think Bill Simmons calls it wobbling for Wembanyama, uh, the French prodigy uh, out of France, the seven to 18 year old big man who seems to be the consensus first round pick next year. Um, And then for the Hawks, I mean, it's crazy when you line up Trey and uh, DeJounte's stats side by side, both guys that average 20 points, both guys that average 10 assists. And then uh, for DeJounte, a guy who averages six plus rebounds per game as well. Um, and, and they managed to keep, uh, you know, Collins on the roster as well. Well, it's yet to be seen if he gets moved, but um, Bogdanovich is your backyard. Like, I mean, this has got to be exciting for you because I know you're high on the Hawks. Man, like I – some some people take the pick route, right? They love the picks, and you see two first rounders, and you gasp, you know, oh, that's a. I thought that was an amazing deal. I, in my personal opinion, the Hawks hit that one absolutely out of the park, and the Spurs by no means got like pulled under the rug or anything. Like they still get two two first round picks, but the way it was spread out, so you're not going to soak two back to back years where if you if you just can't get out of this hump and you have two losing years or someone gets hurt twice in a row, right? You lose two good picks. That'd be terrible. No, there it's every other one. You didn't lose any assets and Herder, Hunter, Collins, um, oh, yeah. one of the, and Bogdanovich. And, and, and Bogdanovich. So don't tell me you can't get at least one first rounder back on one of those deals where you can make there. So boom, right. you can replace that thing. And you added Deontay Murray, bro. Like, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think, I mean, I, we, we may be on the island that's only like very small, who knows, but I think there's more of us than, than, than you and I think. And like, if you have watched Spurs games, 
these guys can definitely but play together. I think that's the problem, right? If you have watched Spurs oh. games, and I think a lot of people right. didn't Not watch Spurs games, and that's why they didn't know about Murray. Whereas now in the ATL, right, he's definitely going to get some national televised games, and we're going to find out how good Murray actually is. And dude, you, like, again, like, the initial thought, Oh no, how are they going to have, it's not enough ball. It's like, dude, Kevin Durant and Curry played together now. Okay. So everyone watched that for a couple of years. And I think a lot of dudes took a lot of notice being like, Oh shit, maybe you just don't have, to have an ego. And then you can actually just play with another superstar. There's right. enough damn ball to go around. Okay. That's not the problem when you, and then when you go back to watching uh, DeJounte Murray, sometimes he scored when he had to, not even because like he was necessarily trying to like when he was on that Spurs team, correct me if I'm wrong. He was out there doing it a lot alone. And there was times where he was like, you could tell he was in a playmaking mode and like getting uh, racking up assists and enjoying that aspect of the game. And then he would be in a couple of pick and rolls where he'd be like forced to like actually score. And he'd be like, all right, fine. I'll just have to get 20 tonight then. But like, I think that's a dude that is so cool with 22, 12 and like seven every single night beside by Trey. They'll both understand like the, the best example of understanding a, a, a guard duo like this was always CJ and Dame. Like, the the they need to understand who's nights who's right with if trey's if trey's not having it boom dude give it up make that thing work support him in all in all way possible and then same vice versa and if they can master that this that's a deep scary team where i, I don't think they're done making moves either like i don't mm, I, I definitely I, don't think so either i think collins is is moving out, out next personally but it seems like just to at least shore up some money and spread the wealth a little bit but um yeah, I, I I think I mean the first the 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 immediate sign of approval was when Trey started tweeting and posting Instagram posts about you know welcome to Jante like that's a great sign you know, and I imagine maybe they ran that the deal through him if if he was that you know high on it um, but I, I, this is a scenario where I think Dejounte says like I'm okay with taking less shots I'm okay if I end up with finishing with 15 and 18 and then on the other side I think Trey's like oh, if I'm not going to have 10 assists a game, that's okay. If that means I'm going to get more open shots, like I'm perfectly all right with that. Because I think you can't have two guys that average 10 points a game, right? One of those guys has to bring up the ball. And now I think Trey has to um, adjust to a part of his game where he's coming off of screens and he's being more of a Steph, I guess. I mean, it's it, that's an easy comparison to make, but he's just going to have to learn to come off screens and you know catch and shoot. And I, I don't like with a guy with his sort of release, I don't think that's going to be an issue. No, not at all. And I, I, man, I just think like the, the intelligence to you cannot pair a bad defender with Trey. So boom, go get and yourself that's, a clamper. And that's the other part of it. Go We're talking about like an all clamper, NBA dude. defense clamper. player, right? Like guy Ugh. that led the league in steals. Like that's the most underrated Let's part of go. this is like, now you'll be able to hide, you know, Trey in the corner Ugh. and have DeJounte covering the best guards. Like it's, it's disgusting. It's, uh, it's just, a, it's such a great move, like such a great move. The, yeah. the fact that they were able to keep those three herder hunter and and collins and only lose two first picks man like that's wow because what Dejounte is what 26 maybe oh i think he's younger than that man like yeah, hey, like, I'm a, yeah sure. like what so what this this works out for two years and you sign them both to an extension and you have an absolute dynamic duo as your two guards so he's only a year younger he's 25 which is beautiful 25. you know like Absolutely. come on this is perfect this is yeah. perfect yeah. And on the other side, like I'm just, I'm fascinated by the Spurs, right? Cause you have, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you have, uh, is it Keldon Johnson that, you know, showed some, like um, it. you know, progress and showed that he had the ability to score the basketball. He, you know, had a stint with the U S basketball. He was kind of like the, the sore thumb on the team, but obviously that's, you know, 
a, a huge um, sign of approval from po Coach uh, Pop and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, is Pirtle now expendable? Because, you know, I'm sure a lot of teams would love to take a flyer on him. Um, but yeah, it's a, it, it's, and I, I, I found it interesting because my head right away went to like, this has to, this has to be the last days of, of Popovich, but apparently he signed off on the trade and a lot of people are just reporting that he loves working with young guys. And maybe that's just like the next phase of, of his basketball career is just being impressionable uh, for younger guys and, you know, building them into something. I don't know. Man, like, is there a better model? Hey, like, <laughs> is it, is there a better model? Honestly, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I believe it only because I feel like there's like two people on the planet that would be that like giving and and like literally just like get joy from all of that. And it probably makes sense, man. That guy's the most intelligent, like amazing personality, I feel like in sports that will probably never even scratch the surface of because he doesn't say enough, but you can just tell like what a fascinating guy. No, like I, for him to, to, to commit to a, a rebuild and to start again is just absolutely amazing to me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Um, let's, let's shift gears um, to some of these guys that have opted in and opted out. Um, oh, there's a lot of talk about, but let's let uh, a spider web. <laughs> Cause it, it really is right. Um, we'll start with the, the one that I really thought like going into this Thursday conversation, we'd be talking about the most um, because maybe he could have really stirred the pot, but it was Kyrie Irving. Um, you know, I, earlier in the week, there was, there was word that Kyrie had permission to go seek out a sign and trade. And then it really became like, it became, it really seemed like the Lakers became the front runner, which had a lot of people scratching their heads. You know, how does that work? Do the nets, you know, reunite Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant. What does Kevin Durant think about this? Is Kevin Durant can ask for a trade if Kyrie <laughs> leaves all that sort of stuff. And then it all kind of turned out the way I think a lot of us expected. He opted into the 37 um, because if he didn't opt in, he would have to probably settle for a $6 million uh, minimum with the Lakers if he really did want to play there um, but he opts into the 37 million dollar option um, it doesn't mean that there's still not a trade that could mm -hmm. happen um, mm -hmm. but I guess I'll ask you were you surprised and do you see more more coming out of this I don't think this is necessarily done per se but I do believe he will be a net next year mm. and it's going to be interesting because look I for say what you want about the guy and all of that, right? He's crazy and doesn't want to play and, and all that, all that jazz. We have very short memories. So, what if after 30 games, he's played 30 games and averaged 29 a game? Like, do we just like is this gone? Like, this is the ultimate test for me of, of short memories because I'm, I'm always amazed at how, how I'm fascinated at how easily we forget anything that happened more than 20 minutes ago. So, this would be it'll be this is an ultimately interesting scenario for the Nets because you could have a sinking ship crash and burn and blow up 10 times over and never stop blowing up from how bad this has turned out. Or you could have a healthy Ben Simmons, a committed Kyrie and a lights out Kevin Durant. Like you're going to have either way. So that, that, this is, this is like the story of the year probably for the NBA going into it, where we have to keep an eye on, but I feel like there's just been so much talk around this and so much craziness around this. Like, I don't even know if I have an opinion yet. Let's just see if there's going to be three guys playing basketball together in the first week. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating too, because, you know, 
Patty Mills just, you know, opted out, meaning he's not going to come back. Yeah. Back. It wasn't like a, a scenario where he opted out, hoping to get another better deal with them. Um, and he probably had one of his worst years, right? I was really yeah. high on him fantasy because I thought he was going to come off the bench. And when when Kyrie started not playing, I was like, oh, Patty Mills will slip in his role, and it'll be, you know, it'll it'll be transparent, it'll be great for the Nets. Um, but it, you know, it's interesting. Like you look at this free agent list, and I'm sure, yeah, there's not a lot of stars. Obviously, there's the Hardens, the the Wall. I mean, Wall's gone now, but the Beals and there's Zach Levine. There's these big star names. But you kind of go down the list, and there's a, like a lot of serviceable people, like a lot <laughs> of guys. You know, there's like a lot of seven, eight, six guys, and 100%. like you would think, like the Nets would really be able to capitalize this. But like, do you want to go to a scenario where you don't know what Kyrie Irving you're gonna get, or if Kyrie Irving is gonna to be there and then do you even know ben simmons is going to show up so we are once what which what's what was once a, an attractive destination you're going in a lot with a lot of head scratching if you're a free agent if, if you decide to play for the new uh, the brooklyn nets yeah no absolutely but i like i i do think what's what's going to happen now for Kyrie? like i know i'm sure that's what we said last time or or whatever but it just seems like it, it's kind of you know it had a reason it was for a thing that's now like not a thing now so it's like there's a chance that he's just gonna play and sure maybe the next like human catastrophe that happens maybe he gets affected by it but like (laughs) there's a really good chance that this team is just good and Mm -hmm. they 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 get two guys like uh like you're saying off that list and they call them up they're like look man like i know there's a lot of noise but like think about this we got three guys we're healthy and we're we're bought in like who, who knows i i think the way that you were always the, the the superstardoms right there's so much noise we're always used to this noise 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 all through the season like all this stuff right so like every time we hear it i, I always feel like it's 10 times worse than it might actually be in like the actual mm. rooms and there's a good chance that maybe these guys are a lot more calm and maybe actually kind of bought into this year yeah and i mean like vegas would agree, agree with you right like the the nets are still plus 325 to win the nba championship despite all that uncertainty that's very interesting. like you said because like you said like there is a world that those three just buckle up and play 60 to 70 games they're, they're still their favorite right i i still think you will agree with me the thought of a healthy ben like take Kyrie out of this okay picture me picture me joe harris kevin durant whoever else i don't care ben simmons going rim to rim with the ability to just kick the ball out to KD when I need a bucket like that. And then on the defensive end, you have just two seven footers that'll guard one to five. Like that to me Mm -hmm. is just so good. Like I, I don't know why we don't want to just admit that that's an incredibly dangerous combination of two basketball players. Well, and I apologize. I was looking at their Eastern Conference winner odds. Like that's the win the East to to win the whole thing. They're seven seven to one to win the okay, NBA that championship. Makes more so sense. I was gonna say, I, man, the Clippers really jumped. The Clippers are they they were not yeah. in the top five, and now they're second best odds plus five fifty. And I, I, that's a, a segue. segue. That is the segue. John Wall, um, you know, uh, uh, negotiates a buyout with uh, the the Houston Rockets. Um, former All Star John Wall, John Wall, who got paid in Washington, um, signs for. I believe the uh, uh, like a minimum to play with with the Clippers, and you know there's all so- these signs that Paul George is looking great. There's signs that Kawhi's back to basketball activities, um, and we were talking about this on the podcast. Like these guys are just what like we- this is a great Kyrie destination, right? These guys just need a good ball handler, and now they got one in a John Wall who seems to like still want to prove himself. And I mean the the few appearances he had did have for. Uh, the Rockets, he he played well. I mean, he's a step slower, you know, defensively and whatnot, but that's nothing that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George can't make up for. 
No, dude, I, I'm 100% with you here. Like, this is I, this is such a weird offseason because I'm saying so many things I've never thought I would say, but, like, I'm fired up for a John Wall 2023 season. Like, I'm I'm absolutely psyched for John Wall it's, here. It's like, weird as hell. He's an older guard, but there's probably – this is probably to a T best fit he could have ever asked for. He won't have to play defense. No one's even going to really expect him to play defense at the end of the day. So if he works hard, they'll probably just be happy about that there's you can average six points if you want like really we don't you know like just get us in our sets uh make sure Kawhi gets his touches make sure Paul gets his touches and and make sure this chemistry is good like for me I think it's like a perfect Chris Paul right like that's the that's the Chris Paul situation where you just need a guy like a Chris Paul like John Wall can do this role he's been around for this league for a long time man I'm sure he's made a ton of connections he was Again, we have a short memory. This dude used to be on top of the NBA for a bit. He had a couple of seasons there where he was up there, man. I don't know if you remember the wall shoes. Those had some sales for like two or three years. Like, man, he had, he had a time where he was yep. MVP conversation type guy. So I absolutely love the move and love the fit. And I'm fired up for some John Wall. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see how Reggie Jackson reacts to all this because, mm. you know, he had a great playoff run. Um, you know, they saw the, him as, as the guy in the backcourt for them. And, you know, he didn't play as well, you know, given more responsibilities he had with, you know, Kawhi being out for all for the, for the entire year. And then Paul George missing most of the year. And you would have thought like, that's something he probably would have taken advantage of. Um, and he got paid. So like, is he going to be okay? I imagine he's got to come off the bench if you're going to go. I don't know. Does he though? Like, you could go Zubac, George, Kawhi, Jackson, and Wall. And I so I was no thinking about that. that, but like, do you really want to get have Kawhi and Paul punished in the post given their injury history? Well, man, like who who are we playing? A lot of teams are going to be lined up with a Tobias, like a, a small forward four, anyways. Yeah, yeah so, there's definitely there's definitely scenarios where you put Kawhi at the four. I agree with you in that in that instance. And then even if not, like a guy like Marcus Morris or or uh, Batum's all right, but I like. I think you even maybe go John Wall off the bench and yep. probably monitor his minutes and then give Reggie the the main work. But I they'll like they'll they'll be able to figure it out. I think. And you know, while we're on the topic, and I've seen this around the internet, and I've heard people complain about it, and I'm sure we both listen to some podcasts about people. Like I'm like rubbing my head as I talk about this, but <laughs> right. there's there's two there's two the terms that have been changed. there's two <laughs> terms that have been thrown around, and it's just like it's like rinse and repeat, and we just have no um respect for the term anymore and it's the big three right people yeah. forgot what a big three means all yes. right and you know there's the lebrons and the the boshes and the wades of the world that you're disrespecting by throwing that term out there that in the and the term goat like everyone is a goat now like what what yeah. what are we doing with the term goat now like it's not even it doesn't even have any sort of cadence anymore because we toss it around just like laundry it, it's just it's, well, it's, it's, it's capitalism bro we're just trying to sell it and <laughs> gotta put it on shirts and hats and all this shit capitalism i love it's all it. capitalism um speaking of john wall uh and speaking of um opting in uh bradley beal is another guy that decided to opt in um i found that op uh you know i found that amusing because you know bradley beal just like a week earlier talked about how important winning was and that was going to factor into his decision um but i what i think he opted into 35 million dollars so that i mean it was kind of a no-brainer and we thought that it was going to happen um you know they they had a pretty decent draft um but yeah it's just i i don't i don't know where washington is going and there's this huge conversation like on on a championship team who is bradley beal on your championship team like he's clearly not the one and i like that's no disrespect to him right the guy can average 30 plus points in a game um but defensively he's a liability he's not great on defense and it just 
I, I don't know if he's the leader on your team. Like, is he the second best player? Is he, is he the third best player on your, on your championship team? It's a great question. I think he's, he's can definitely be the best scorer on your championship team, but he won't be able to be the best player if that makes sense. And I, I think that only makes sense because he's actually led the NBA in scoring a couple of times. I want to say three, that might be high, but I do want to say three, like he's a legitimate bucket getter. And that's, that's been for his whole career really. So I, it, there's, it's fun, right? You, we can always talk about the puzzle pieces. Oh, well, if he opts out, he can do this and that. And the other thing, it's like, man, you got $35 million in front of you. Like, this is the whole live golf conversation. It's like, dude, you got to right. check for $50 million in front of your face. Like, <laughs> are you going to think about options or are you going to just take that damn check? Like, what, what, like, and I think that's probably what, where Bradley Beal um, fell. But so many sneaky spots that it would be great for him. But at the same time, I do think teams, and maybe the reason why we haven't seen a move is like, Teams are kind of reluctant to like move a lot for a guy that can just score. And then, you know, if, if you already have a guy that can score, right? Like a Dallas Mavericks probably wouldn't want, like to have another scoring guard that can't play defense. It's not really going to be great. Like, mm-hmm. and yada, 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 right? Like it, it's just not the best fit unless your team is kind of built a certain way. I, man, I, this is too fast for the Pacers to turn things around and start trying to compete, but have fun. Mm. But a Brad, like slot in Bradley Beal right here for whatever, a, a couple young players and an asset, Tyrese Halliburton, Bradley Beal, like th- that would be a fun little young team that could kind of make some noise in the East. But I don't really see him moving anywhere unless a catastrophe, maybe offloading Kyrie if something else went uh, shitty f- uh, for the Nets. But it's kind of just one of those scenarios where he's like too, too old for the money he's worth. And also like, are you sure you're going to be able to play him for every setting? Right. Yeah. I mean, I was just looking, I couldn't find the scoring title of how many he had, but you're talking about a 29 year old Beal, right? So, I mean, you know, how many, how many more good years are you going to get out of him to be, you know, your one, two guy. Um, and it just, I don't know. It just feels like a wasted career for me if, uh, if I'm him, but I also understand if you've put yourself in a position to get paid $36 million for a year. Um, so it's kind of hard to turn around. It might be his last good deal. Like, is there, is there a world where his value dips low enough so that you can do a smart for him and like a pick. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a thing, right? Like I, I honestly think by him opting in, uh, but well, no, wait, he opted out. I'm, I'm so sorry. Like he, not to go back. He opted Whoa. out because they're rego- negotiating a bigger deal. That's, that's what's happening. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 He's signing so, a longer term. Yeah. He opted. So he opted out of a $36.4 million deal. And the hope is that he's going to get a much bigger deal. My apologies. Cause as, as I was saying it more and more, I was like, no, that doesn't make any okay, sense. So he's and, his, and his new, moved. and his new deal is going to be worth $251 million over five years. So he's, definitely it makes sense. They're moved. committed to him. Okay. So yeah, uh, that's, that's the reason he opted. He opted out because I guess him and, and Washington have decided that he's going to be the guy. So that doesn't uh, make sense, but honestly, either way, it didn't make sense. So I, I, I don't know what I would, but do I mean, that. there's also, the conversation about like you know no one's going to washington anyway so you kind of have to keep your stars at home right (laughs) unfortunately that's the case for them yeah they just made a move for monte morris right so now they got kuzma monte morris and bradley beal who knows that might be fun damn i don't know that, that KP's over wait, there. Wait, wait, I want to talk about deals that I love. The fact that KCP is going over to Denver, oh, you yes. you got now you've got Jamal Murray, KCP, um, uh, Go, uh, Aaron Gordon, uh, Porter, and Jokovic. Like talk, I healthy. That is a scary ass starting five. Scary dude, and I, yeah. that's a, that's another great pickup too for them in in the same sense of pairing your scoring guard with a good defender that can shoot and play off mm-hmm. ball. 
KCP, perfect at that. Uh, the last thing I really want to talk about before we kind of get in some of the lists and maybe things that you want to see happen is um, the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks are clearly going all in on Jalen Brunson. I wish you could see how far uh, James' eyes just rolled in the back of his head. Um, but, you know, they've been wheeling and dealing. They just shipped out Nerland's uh, Noel and uh, Alex Burke uh, to create some cap space. They were one of the uh, the movers on draft day, uh, moving down in the draft um, to create some more cap space. Um, but they clearly decided that Jalen Brunson is their guy. Um, they're giving it a, a hundred and I think 25 million, uh, you know, over, you know, over a max contract. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy, James. I like, I mean, just my take on it. I love Jalen Brunson and, and I loved him, especially because he was next to Luca where he didn't have to be the guy every night, but now you put him in New York, uh, you know, uh, of all places where pressure is at its highest and it, and the critiques are at its most, um, and I just, I, I, I'm scared for a guy that really hasn't proven much to get a hundred million dollars. No, it's an interesting move. It's a Knicks move. It's a, it's a, it's a total Knicks move. I, I'm a big Brunson guy. I'm a big fan. I think I'm, I'm not. We're I'm both not fans. To, I want to make yeah, that very clear. Not, not by no means. Neither of us are trying to slander our guy here, but a hundred mil, man. I think the winner here is Dallas Mavericks. I think, you know, that if, you don't want to be tied up in that kind of money with him long-term if it doesn't work out. And sure this, Hey, this could hit big for the Knicks, right? He could go there. He could have this whole team around him. He can run and gun with them and be throwing the ball around and, and, and figuring it out. And, and honestly, he ran the squad in Nova that made it to the finals, like at Villanova in mm-hmm. his fourth year. So, or not his fourth year, but in, in uh, one of those years. So, it's look, it's very possible that this guy is deserving of a team around him and he can lift an entire group. I'm not putting that by him. Um, would I have made that bet? I don't know. That's a lot of money. It's, it's exciting to see, but he's got to get a jump shot, right? He's, he's got to get the three point shot. He's got to add a couple more pieces to his offensive game. And then on the other side of that, he's got to also help a little bit more on his defensive side of the game. And now too, you got to also factor in, like maybe he's not, like, he wasn't, playing 48 minutes on Dallas because Luca and him had times where he wasn't on, but now the load's pretty heavy. So now he, maybe conditioning's got to be a little bit better. So I think you're kind of de- like this move demands a lot different and more of your own abilities, which is kind of skeptical for me. Yeah, it, it sucks because I, you know, you and I are enamored with that that Mavericks team and we love them so much. And, you know, him and Luca made a, a fantastic one-two punch. And I don't know. I I I guess Luca's getting skinny. Like that it's it's getting scarier, man. Like Luca is looking really good right now and it's only gonna get better. And there's a reason he's the favorite to win MVP next year because you know he's just he's that he's that different and he's that great so really bummed out but you know it it, it puts you know the maverick it gives the mavericks at least a little more flexibility maybe to spend smaller dollars elsewhere um you know they seem to be a team that's chasing gary Payne second which you know would be a great guy next to luca obviously the scoring punch is gone but you have someone defensively and with his athleticism um could bring a lot to that team uh, in terms of you know uh flexibility and versatility um but we'll see what happens um because we both want to see, you know, especially after uh, making a conference finals run, um, you want to see them get better and kind of reach the pinnacle if they can. For sure. But I do think you like get your money tied up with two wigged wings so that they can always play with Luca. Like, yeah, I think that's just where you'd rather get your money tied up and then try and always find and get really good at supplementing like good guards where you can kind of like come help Luca out. But 
I, I'd just rather have a hundred million tied up on a guy that can shoot threes on the, on, on the wing and play defense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I just kind of want to go around the league. I don't know what you're keeping your eye on, but you know, Zach Levine's hit to, set to hit the market, uh, you know, consensus mm-hmm. is that he'll probably come back. Uh, James Harden declined his $47 million option. Um, and could be up for, yeah, he declined it. Um, but he's up for a 275, a $70 million contract over the next five years. Um, but it seems like Daryl Morey is trying to make it a shorter deal. He doesn't want it to be five. He doesn't want to commit that many, much money. Um, also by him declining it, it gives them a little more flexibility to bring someone else in. Um, they seem to be a favorite landing spot for PJ Tucker. And I, I don't, I love PJ Tucker, but I don't understand all the PJ Tucker love right now, considering uh, his age, but we'll see there. Um, you know, there's Deandre Ayton, there's Miles Bridges, um, Colin Sexton. There's a bunch of guys out there. Um, what are, what are you kind of, uh, got your eye on and, and looking forward to in the next couple of days? Miles Bridges just got arrested, right? Yeah. Talk about terrible timing. I mean, Bad timing. You can't, and, and you can't defend him either because it, you know, it was, it was a, what was it? Domestic abuse of his wife or something like that. Like uh, just, I mean, not a great look for him. And I, no. I really is really going to have an impact on, on, you know, Charlotte and their decision uh, decisions they have to make. And maybe any other team that had to, but um, yeah. What a shitty guy. <laughs> yeah. Not a good look. So yeah. Who, who, who knows there, but I, I think the eight in situation is incredibly interesting. Agreed. I think, Agreed. I think a really fun one there would be Detroit. If you, if you want to really go nuts in here and after getting Ivy and say, screw it, man, let's just get a great young core with two guards and a big, like I, hey, I would love you that. You know what move. I love about that move too? He goes there and it's not like you're our guy. Like there's no yes. pressure there. It's just come None. and continue to do what you did over with CP three. And we're going to pay None. you to do it. Another sneaky one, Malik Monk. <laughs> i think in you're the, sipping in the ben the, simmons ta eh? <laughs> no but I, like man you got to remember these guys that like play with lebron that like kind of get like shunned and stuff you you can't have like a like a career year unless like lebron loves you right so yeah. like so like it's not like a good way to like take his stats you know yeah him in the right situation could be an absolute microwave off the bench yeah, like, you know, we were talking about the Warriors and we're talking about, you know, how they probably won't be able to afford to bring on, you know, uh, Looney and all these sort of guys. But then, like, you go down the list of some of these guys that are not going to be able to find a team, whether it's Gary Harris, you know, Ma- uh, Wes Matthews, Kyle Anderson, uh, Dante DeVent- DiVincenzo, the, mm-hmm. the Kings are giving up on him. There's Bruce Brown. Like, there's so many, like, guys that you would want on your team that don't have to be the star on your team. And I'm just, I, I, I can't wait. Like, I can't wait till, you know, my Woj bombs start dropping. <laughs> DeLon Wright, like, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a fun week. And I always love that. It I think Rubio, too. Weekend too. Ricky Rubio, yeah, there's another one yeah. that's uh, that's JaVale gonna McGee. be available. Yeah, J- it's Javel McGee going for his 15th franchise in the NBA. Yeah, it's uh, around. it's definitely gonna be an interesting weekend. I can't, I can't wait. Uh, and it all kicks off in a couple hours. So, do you think? Uh, so, do you think we have like 30 moves by the end of the night, or do you think it takes till about mm, Sunday? It takes to because because they still technically have to meet with each other, right? And I think there's oh, a lot I mean, of guys that I think there's a lot of guys calls. that. Are, I think there's a lot of guys that are actually doing their due diligence and will have Fair to enough. like, like Jalen Brunson, apparently as of six is going to fly to Miami, like another under, under the radar team that seems to continue to do moves. Um, you know, so I, I, I think, I think a lot, I, like, I think a lot of the bigger names, like the Levines of the world will probably get knocked out uh, as of, you know, six Oh five or even like five fifty five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think some of these smaller moves will take, will take the entire weekend. Uh, Interesting. Last thing I wanted to talk about, because I, I, I can't, I can't let you go without talking about, because I'm sure you got thoughts. But UFC 276, it seems like a really stacked 
stacked card. Um, yeah, what, what, what do you, you want to tell me? Why should the people watch this weekend? Look, this is going to be fireworks at the end of this thing. I mean, um, Volkanovsky Holloway 3, Max Holloway's maybe a name some would know out there. The interesting story about that, that combination is that they've fought twice. Volkanovsky has won both times, but let me, let me get into this. The first time, Volk beat him, shocked Holloway off his heels. I think Holloway had a nice sprained um, something in the, early in the first round, and it was a tough fight. I watched the whole thing. It was a great fight. Second fight, unbelievable, unbelievable scrap, like a ridiculous scrap. These guys went to the depths of hell, went to the, a decision, and a lot of people believe Holloway got robbed. A, there's a large majority that believe Holloway got robbed, but they gave it to Volk. Now, that was almost maybe a year ago, I want to say. So now this thing's rolled back around. Rivalry's real. These dudes legitimately, legit, there's legitimate hatred. This isn't fake hatred. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're at the peak of their abilities. They're at the, at the peak of, of, the, of the actual division. So that's going to be an incredible fight. And then I think the biggest superstar now, this is, this is now, you know, Connor has been active. So this is the biggest guy now in, in the game today. Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya. He, um, is he? Out, of, out of New Zealand. So fun fact, Volkanovsky and him both fight out of the same camp out of New Zealand. Both very good friends. All, both absolute freaking warriors. Izzy has Jared Cannier, right? Correct? Yeah. And Cannier is an interesting dude because he used to fight at like three divisions higher. And he's cut from like light heavyweight down all the way to uh, where he's at now, which is middleweight. Great fighter can year, but I think Izzy's just look. This is this is as, as superstar as superstar gets. This guy for people that don't know his career in the UFCs, I think he's basically undefeated. Um, beforehand in his kickboxing career, D he was seventy five zero and one. Wow, kickboxing too. Wow. Kickboxing, and that means That's that impressive. like that means that people were going down quick and that they were going down hard. So this this dude is potentially building a resume here to be talked into the greatest of all time. Um, he definitely, definitely, definitely has the ability. He's been running through this division and, and like doing it in a way that's like very, very respectable. He legitimately appreciates people that earn the shot, calls them up and knocks them out, moves on. So this, this dude is just honestly just must watch TV, just like Conor McGregor. He's always got something in his back pocket. He's absolutely electric and there's a great chance can year will be asleep. <laughs> As you know, I, I can't let a big UFC fight like this go uh, by without putting some money on it. And, you know, I really, I was looking at the Izzy line and he's like plus 300. I mean, he's minus 300. So there's not much to put on it. But, but apparently he's been promising that he's going to tap him out, that he's going to win via submission. And that's plus 1200, 12 to one odds. So I jumped all over that. Love it. Because honestly, he's that guy. Like this is, again, superstars do superstar shit. Like Conor McGregor used to tell you when he's going to knock him out and he did it. Izzy, there's a real good shot. If he wants that to happen, he can make it happen. This, I was gonna this say, dude is the best at every level. If he's that overwhelming of a favorite, like I got to imagine he'll do it exactly the way he wants. So like he'll have a lot of control. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and then like I've been hearing a lot about the the Holloway fight and I heard exactly what you, what you, the, the, uh, the sentiments that Man. you said. Um, and so I'm looking forward, forward to that because this is a make or break. Like they, they won't get a, he won't get a fourth one if he loses, but if he wins, there's, there's definitely a possibility they'll give uh, Alexander another shot at him. 
Name a couple more of the front ones if, if you have the card up in front of you. I just uh, remember off Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira. Uh, Alex Pereira, five and one. Uh, Sean is 25 and three. Uh, yeah, this, Rob- is, this is an interesting one, too. Sean Strickland's an absolute psychopath. He's a crazy person. So this is a certified crazy person. Isn't he um, like uh, like he used to be a neo-Nazi? Like he recently yes, converted? that's correct. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to actually say that out loud, but yes, that is absolutely <laughs> accurate. Um, so he's a psychopath, but. <laughs> Pereira actually if, if he wins he's, he's gonna get a, t- a, a title shot potentially um very very good young talent so that's like one of those like up-and-comers right in front of the the good card so that'll be a good one too Keep- yeah there's 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 Lawler and Barberina Barberina oh Bob- Robbie Lawler right. yeah Robbie Lawler yeah okay yeah so someone's going down in that one too for sure yeah. those guys oh. are just gonna huck okay um there's Pedro Munez and Sean O'Malley Sean O'Malley. So that's another one up the ranks of this, of a superstar here. 15 He's and of, one. Yes. Very, very good. Very, very skilled and all levels. Hasn't really been tested. I don't mm-hmm. know how much of a test Munoz is going to be, but he's not, a, he's, he's not a chump. Uh, Sean O'Malley broke both of his hands once from beating a guy up in a oh, UFC fight. Damn. Like he broke both of his hands from punching the other man's head. So yes, this is these, these all five of these could very well end quite before the bell after three rounds and these guys are all absolute electric fighters awesome well i'm looking forward to it it's the long weekend uh there's a lot going on uh there's the fights going on um and then on tomorrow uh canada basketball continues uh its quest to get into the hey. 2024 olympics and man Can we if- talk some bets here i'm I'm interested. Sneaky good roster. Sneaky good roster. Oh, 100%. You got, you got Nikhil Alexander. You got, um, you know, Zach Eady, Ejim, Shy, of course. Um, apparently, Jamal's going to be there. Um, RJ Barrett. Like, they, I, actually, I guess this is not the roster. Those guys probably won't suit up tomorrow, but they might play in some of the other games. Um, but 2024, man, you're, you're talking about Shy, RJ, Andrew Dort. Wiggins, Dort, Dylan Brooks. Like, Olenek. I, I if there's a futures for 2024 gold medal, like I'm, I'm, I'm slapping for sure. There's a, look, there's a chance that we medal. No, I'd be down. To oh, 100%. If there was a bet that, that, that Canada could medal, I would bet on that. Yes. I would absolutely take that to the house. I would, I would definitely invest in that as well. So yeah. Exciting weekend ahead, a long weekend. So, uh, you know, I hope, uh, everyone's enjoying it. Are you going to partake in some fireworks this weekend or. <laughs> oh, you know me, man, just a massive fireworks guy. I already, <laughs> I already got my stock ordered. I love the sarcasm. All right, folks. Well, if, if, since I mean, if, hopefully you're not a Debbie Downer like James, and you'll get out and do something. Um, but I know James will get on his bike this weekend. Uh, but yeah, enjoy the long weekend. Uh, happy Canada Day to you know all the the Canucks that listen to this podcast, and uh, congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, yes. <laughs> that that's happened since we last spoke too. <laughs> Take care. James.